Welcome to Folding Chair Theology. We're your hosts, Justin Mercier and Bruce Pagano, and this is Theology for Everyone. Hey, welcome back to Folding Chair Theology. Uh, so this is a Spruce of Bruce. Um, I actually forgot. I got my weeks off. I thought that I that Justin had recorded his, and then we released our other one. And I knew I was going to be on vacation this past week. And while I was on vacation, I thought, oh my gosh, I forgot to release my episode for this week. So it's a couple days late, but that's okay. Um, I wanted to do something different. Instead of me just getting on and like sharing an idea or ranting about something that has me frustrated, uh, my wife, Sarah, is joining us on A Spruce of Bruce. Hello. Yeah. So uh, this is the first time she's been on. She has been on my previous podcast, The Odd Show, a couple times. Um, and this is the first time that she's on. And we actually are planning um, like a, a four person with Justin and mm-hmm. Jessica, his wife and me and Sarah. Um, and we're going to talk about a book. Um, but this this is the first time. So I like we were driving home and she had posted an Instagram post Do and I'll let tell them oh, what that we were just on vacation instead of oh backs yeah backstory. we were I, I had said we're on vacation but we'll get into that she had posted an Instagram post and I'll let you tell her um I'll let her tell you about that Instagram post um here in a second but we were driving back and I just thought because of the attention that the post was getting and the um and just the um just the what the post was and and the purpose of it and kind of the the um idea behind it and the point that she made was really an important one i thought it was probably um worth a conversation uh, even even just a short conversation um and so so yeah i'll let her go ahead and kind of kick that out because it had a ton of how many likes is it sitting at right now um, almost 23,000, 23,000 likes, which are reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Likes thumbs. They're all positive reactions. Mm-hmm. They're likes, loves, cares. I don't know what that new heart. No one. angry. Yeah. No angry <laughs> ones. No laughing part. ones. Um, so, but I mean, that's a big, cause it, that's a big deal. Like 23,000 likes and thousands of comments, like, and really like all positive, like, well, hundreds, but. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Hundreds of comments. I'm not always a big deal, but sometimes no, she, I reach No, it. she's she's always a big deal. <laughs> All right, so what was what was the post? So oh, wait. we're drinking. Yes. What are we drinking? Sarah's just having maker's mark. Mm-hmm. Um she was she wanted whiskey. I'm having we bought um tequila because we were in Cancun, Mexico. Um and we um we were like, Oh, we want to bring back some good tequila. And so we got this um one bottle called Urzua tequila. It's an Anejo, which means that it's aged. Um, and it was a pretty pricey bottle of tequila, but Sarah, in her skill, <laughs> talked him down. 50%. To, to <laughs> half the cost. So we ended up paying half half the price for the bottle. Um, and um, it's really good. Like um, It is. It's an it's Anejo. Really it's super smooth. Um, anyway, so that's what I'm drinking. Um, it's it's going to be one of our special bottles that we we don't drink often. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. So on to the the post. So for the um, 
podcast, I guess, that we're doing with Justin and Jessica. We are reading The Great Sex Rescue by Sheila. I always oh, say geez. Gregory, but I don't know if that's the right way to pronounce it. Anyway, I... There's actually three authors, right? Yes, her, her and her, her daughter two daughters. And, and a friend. Oh. It's just, yeah, the one Anyway, daughter. she's the primary author. So yeah. I listened to it on Audible on the way over to Cancun, um, which was super eye-opening, really enlightening, and um, encouraging, and just, I recommend it to every single woman. You'll learn more about that later. Anyway. And dudes. Yes. Read it, For guys. sure, yeah. Both, both, both people in marriage or not married, everybody should read it. Um, so... 10 years ago, so the post that I have on Facebook basically just highlights um, two times in our marriage that I wanted to contrast. Um, when we got married, we went on a honeymoon to a tropical island, the Freeport Bahamas, and Bruce had expressed to me then that he did not want me to wear a two-piece bathing suit because he didn't want other men looking at me. And just for the record, like I, I agreed with him. It wasn't, it wasn't him controlling me or telling me what to wear it was sort of like a mutual yeah I probably should make sure I'm covered up um but this trip (coughs) sorry the cat yeah (laughs) this trip (laughs) um I bought several two-piece bathing suits all of them varying degrees of what's the opposite of modest (laughs) well just varying degrees of sluttiness just kidding no no. (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) Varying degrees of skin showing. Yeah, varying yeah. degrees of exposure. Anyway, so, and I wore them all, and I actually found a lot of freedom on this trip just from purity culture, especially after reading The Great Sex Rescue, and I kind of expected myself to be very uncomfortable wearing these bikinis, but I wasn't. I actually felt the opposite. I felt um, more free, more accepting of my body, just... It felt like I was giving shame a foothold the more I covered my body and the more I uncovered my body, the less shame I felt, which I thought was really interesting. And so I was just thinking about it in the airport on the way home um, that Bruce didn't say anything the whole trip. In fact, he complimented me, you know, on more than one occasion of how I looked and how my bathing suits fit me. And even when I expressed that I wanted to wear less bathing suit next vacation, <laughs> there was no like, oh, what? It was like, yeah, cool. Um, and so I told him about that on our drive home and posted on Facebook. Actually, I think I said, yeah, cool. And then immediately after I was like, oh, yeah, you are pretty cheeky right now. Yeah, they were pretty cheeky. Um, not my face cheeks. <laughs> Um, yeah, so just wanted to highlight like how much, how far we've come and how much we have untangled that mess of indoctrination that we both are exposed to in the church with purity culture and that uh, uh, the woman is responsible for the thoughts of other men. Yeah. And so that was the, like that, that post, you kind of shared that with me like i obviously i'd read it i follow you on instagram <laughs> yes thank you. Uh, <laughs> um and and i had read it and like you had said that it was getting thousands of reactions and likes and yeah. comment you know mm-hmm. hundreds of comments tens of hundreds of comments and um and and one of the comments 
like as you were talking through it was just like um just this you had mentioned that and and someone had i think you were replying to a comment and you were just talking about like yeah we we'd worked over the last 10 years to kind of get from there to here and i just thought like oh that'd be a good conversation um to have and share with people in this in this forum just because you know spruce bruce is only like 20 minutes long so i thought oh that's that's we're not going to talk about like all the ins and outs because we're going to do that on the podcast where we do the book review of the great sex rescue um but i thought that this this episode would be really good for sharing how how we got there because the way we got there um individually was different mm-hmm. um but i think parallel to each mm-hmm. other and we were having really good conversations during during that time and and some difficulty and and there and, was no official like we've arrived at this point we no. kind of just you know without making it official like this is where i am now and oh yes i am there too it was like a culmination of yeah we are both on the same page and i think that one of the comments that you were kind of reading and talking about like the person kind of was asking like how did you guys get there at the same or or making the comment like that's awesome that you guys got there at the same time yeah yeah what because, was your process because Often when one person's kind of trying to un- untangle that, the other person, if the other person doesn't, it can lead to divorce. Like it, like, right. it, like, oh, for sure. Um, or it can lead to just a really unhappy marriage and a lot of mm-hmm. strife and stuff. And, and th- I think they were making the comment like, so that's awesome that you guys got there together kind of at the same time. And, and so- there were other comments too that was, that were like, how could you let your husband tell you what to wear for 10 years and da da da? And I, responded to everyone that said like please don't miss this detail that it wasn't me being oppressed by a super conservative like you know really strict controlling husband it was a mutual indoctrination that we both were living under that like yes I, as the woman, am responsible for making sure that other men don't stumble. And we both had to do the work to undo that mindset to come out from under yeah. that teaching and realize that it's, it's not healthy. It's not biblical. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was policing your clothes. It wasn't mm-hmm. like like for 10 years that it, it just wasn't that. It wasn't like we would have these occasional conversations Um I think when we first got married, we were on the same page when it came to that mm-hmm. perceived modesty. Yeah. And so it wasn't a conversation. It was just like, right. oh, like, you know, she's not going to wear crop tops because it's not modest. Like and, an unwritten understanding. Yeah. And we just kind of had been taught the same things. Yeah. And I think me later than you. Um, like I, like I, well, I grew up in the church. You so. grew up in the church. But I mean, I did too. But like I no, I was taught the same things that you said you hadn't read any of that stuff. You were just taught it. Right. And the same kind of went for me. I, I didn't really read that stuff because I didn't care about, but I for sure was taught that stuff. And, yeah. and we can talk about pur- purity culture, but I, I was more interested in the conversation of how we got there. So like, regardless of kind of where you're at, not you listener, regardless of where you're at. Um, if you have any knowledge of the evangelical church system um, and purity culture, 
there was for sure this idea that girls dressed a specific way and you couldn't wear two piece you couldn't have your shoulders shown you couldn't wear two cleavage belly yeah too, um, high, too short short i mean like literally yeah everything. like everything um some you know, some of my friends remember um their church leaders telling them not to bend their elbows because when their forearm met their bicep it looks like cleavage oh that's crazy yes um that's ridiculous um, and, and then for guys, it was just like, oh, you're going to struggle with lust for the rest of your life. And like, like masturbating is a sin and, um, and, um, you know, and then as we got older, a lot of pressure was put on women for, if you don't, um, make sure that you sleep with your husband enough and give him enough sex that you're, you know, he may stumble and. <laughs> have an affair and slip and sleep with someone and watch like, pornography, watch pornography and like all this stuff. And so like we, we both kind of grew up in that and, and understood that going into our marriage. Um, Cause uh, the other day you asked me like, while you were listening to it, like, did you feel like, like you had mentioned that you felt like you were a gatekeeper for our relationship when we were engaged and dating not just for our relationship for all right, interaction right. with all but i mean like the like yeah. the question you asked me was like did you feel like a gatekeeper when right. we were dating and and both of us unbeknownst to the other really felt like i have to put the brakes on this if i don't like for me i could lose my ministry like i could not just lose my my ministry i could lose the ability to live in the calling that i felt god was calling me to because someone in the church said so and for Sarah, I could lose the most precious thing about me, which was my chastity at the point, you know, I was right. no longer a virgin when we got married, but the lie that you give away a part of yourself, that you are less of a person with every sexual interaction you have outside of marriage, right? which ties into your identity and your worth as a woman and your ability to be a good wife and just a bunch just of goes stuff deep. And so we had that conversation kind of briefly, but I, I think we can just kind of get into, you know, in the last you know half of this is the process. I, there wasn't any real, for me, any real hard process. I think. Well, what you described in the car about. Yeah. Examining. Um, but mine didn't start first. like for, for me, mine didn't start with examining this idea of um, like, so this is both for, for both Sarah and I, this is our second marriage. Um, each we previous, this is the longest I've ever been married. Every day, yeah. <laughs> from this point on, as long as she's ever been married, um, I still got a couple years. <laughs> but but for for us, you know, we both have a previous marriage, and going into this marriage, I I like I had really reevaluated the type of husband that I wanted to be, and what physical intimacy and like, um, and and emotional intimacy and. Um, like what all that stuff looked like. And I, I, I think I had a better idea, a, a healthier idea of what those look like tied up in even still kind of tied up in the idea of um, kind of this wrong idea of modest is hottest is the new thing going around. Right. And Matthew West, Math, Matthew West, which like I love. I'm love wearing it. a crop top right now, by the right, way. Right. <laughs> um, I'm completely naked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, um, but like, I generally like Matthew West's stuff in general. Like, um, I didn't know that that was a thing going around until recently. 
Um, but we both grew up in that understanding. So for me, I didn't like start questioning the modesty stuff or even like husband wife relationships and who was responsible for sex and physical intimacy and all that stuff because I had already done that like apart from the church like there but what made me start questioning that stuff is really I started questioning how church was done like I would look I would read the bible I would look at community and then I would look at how the institutional church, the foundational church was doing church on Sunday mornings and that there was no, um, like every time I asked the question, it was shot down. It was just like, no, 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 no. This is how we do what we do. Um, and so that caused me to start asking other questions. I started asking other questions about, um, about what community was. And I started asking other questions about, um, relationships in general I started asking questions about husbands and wives and um and that led me to asking questions about um verses like wives submit to your husbands um because I was thinking about relationships and looking at passages of scripture and realizing like those words don't mean what we've communicated and taught that they mean and so it started leading me down this road of no why do we treat women that way and why do we treat people outside of white males mm. out you know why do we esteem them and hold them up above everybody else and um and and none of it fit with what i was reading in the bible um and so like it started this process over years six seven eight years five six seven eight years and questions asking you know like with sarah and with other people and and so that's kind of where mine went like it didn't even start with questioning relational connections between a husband and wife in a marriage setting. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, I guess it didn't start, um, that long ago. Um, I would say that when I started going to counseling a few years ago and really digging into past trauma, um, and questioning a lot of the things that I was taught growing up, um, a lot of the abuse that I experienced at, um, by my dad and the church, just as far as like my body, not sexually that way, but more like um, what you're supposed to wear, what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to, the the image that you're supposed to have as a woman, which is generally, you know, really fit and thin and but also covered but also sexy but also modest I just started questioning um really actually fighting against that <clears throat> that mindset that seeks to mold women into one specific body image um I started following a lot of body positive people on on um social media and actually on our honeymoon I saw a woman in a bikini who was quite large um but she was rocking it and I had a visceral reaction to it which was really shaming and judging and that was not a reflection of her at all of course it was a reflection of the turmoil I had inside my own heart and my own soul, the inability to 
feel comfortable in my body and jealousy that I couldn't wear two piece and you know, all of that anyway. So, um, that is the path that led me towards questioning. Why do I have to cover up or if modest is hottest, who gets to define modesty? Because according to this person, I should be completely covered. And according to that person, I should flaunt it if I've got it. So whose definition of modesty am I supposed to be following here? Um, which is an easy answer for me. It's the Holy Spirit is in charge of it's, it's a conversation between me and the Holy Spirit and, and literally no one else. I mean, the second person who has the privilege of being a part of that conversation is my husband, but even my husband doesn't have authority over what I wear. Um, so yeah. And then it's been, a and, few and nor do I want to, like, I'm not, you right. know what I'm saying? Like who needs that burden? Like, I'm not yeah. by your own stuff to think about. You don't yeah. have to think about what I'm wearing too, right? But but I also trust you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not like I'm not. I think if you're worried about what your spouse is wearing, husbands, if you're worried about what your wife is wearing, there's probably a trust issue there inside of your heart that probably she didn't even do anything to create. Um, but something is telling you, hey, if I don't police my wife, um then something's going to happen. And that comes from somewhere outside of your wife. Like, unless your wife is done, unless there's like infidelity and you guys are having to work through that, but it's still not about the clothes. It's not about the clothes. Um, I'm just saying the trust thing, like, like people people can affect, find out why people can affect the trust that you have for them by their own actions. But I'm just saying like, if if that's not happening, Mm -hmm. if that hasn't happened and you're worried about what your spouse is wearing, there's a deeper issue. Like you, like poor teaching own trauma, somebody else that you trusted, you violate, like violated your trust and you're projecting that onto your spouse. Like there's something else going on. And, um, and that's not just conjecture. Like I'm not just guessing at that. Like, yeah, it, it is what it is. The short answer basically is a lot of talks, a lot of deconstructing. I know you don't like that word, but I don't have a better one. A lot of praying, a lot of counseling. I think you said the other day, unlearning, unlearning and learning. Yeah. Untangling. Um, yeah, that's basically what brought us to that to this point and i'm really looking forward to diving into the great sex rescue with jessica yeah. and justin and i think the point you, like you just said it but a lot of discussion like we talked a lot um more recently over the last few years um but there's been conversations and and disagreements and disagreements um but i mean like at the at the end of the day we were both wanting to learn and we both submit as much as we can to Holy Spirit and we both view submission as a mutual thing and we're not looking to um like we're 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 looking to co-lead our relationship and our family together like I trust my wife's input and her voice and she trusts my voice and my input and yeah like and we're still learning you know we just hit 10 years um but i think it was just a lot of discussion and a lot of talk and some frustration and some disagreement and Mm -hmm. a lot of reading and a lot of listening and yeah i don't think there was any i think that this 
vacation, this anniversary trip was a, oh, I think we're there. Look how far we've like, come. Or like, yeah, there, I don't think there is a there. There's no, like, there's no destination you're trying to get to. It's just a, a forever right. growing and a forever learning. Some might call it progressive, like it's a progressive. Jeez. <laughs> My wife just shook her head. Um, but I think that the <laughs> people will get frustrated, but like God's, like the Bible is a progressive document. Like it progresses through um, you know, it goes from, uh, you know, and Preston Sprinkle does a good job of this, but it goes from like polygamy to a man of one wife. Like it progresses I mean, if in that not, idea. If you don't progress, you become stagnant, right. which, which a lot of people are okay in with stag- in stagnancy. A I lot mean, of people are okay with that. Yeah. We, we don't grow anyway. Yeah. So that was, that was the. The spruce of Bruce and Sarah, um, and a sprig of Sarah, a spruce of Bruce and a sprig of, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, I, like I asked her if she wanted to come on and she was like, yeah, totally. So I really appreciate her voice and coming on and just sharing. Um, yeah. Anything else before we? No, I think we should save the rest for the podcast. Yeah. So, um, so coming up here. Um, I think in the next couple of weeks, we're just going to relaunch a couple of episodes. Like um, we're going to do some throwback episodes where Justin's going to pick his favorite. I'm going to pick my favorite um, and we'll release those over two weeks. And then after that, we are going to launch season four um, and we will do one of those episodes will be the great sex rescue um, book report uh, or, you know, our conversation on that and that's it and then we'll have a ton of other stuff so so that's it um you can follow us on socials um both the folding chair theology social medias and also justin has his and and i have mine um almost all of mine are bpacks too and almost all justin's are justin mercy 13 um yeah and until next time uh what does justin say keep unfolding the word of god i think is what he says or unfolding scripture I don't know. Justin says that. But anyway, keep asking questions and having conversations. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Fold and Share Theology. You can follow Bruce on multiple social media platforms at bpags2, as well as Justin Mercier on Instagram at justinmercier13. Additionally, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Folding Chair Theology. Until then, keep unfolding God's word each and every day.